Hello everybody, welcome back. Daf HaShavua, Yuvamis Daf Chav Hey, and we're going to begin on Daf Chav Dalet Ahmed Bey's on the bottom. So the Yomar over here says, so what happened was is that Rav said that the only time that you have the halacha of our Mishnah that the boil is not allowed to marry the 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 the, the woman is only if Adam were made that he was boiled this woman and he was Mizana and this obviously Midaraisa he's not allowed to marry her. But if she was divorced not because of Adam, only because of the Kyle, then he is permitted to marry. Or if he marries her, you, you're you not allowed to marry her, but if he marries her, you don't have to be mighty. And the Gemara had a kasha from a brysa. So the Gemara had answered that the tarots for the brysa is, it makes a difference if it's Yesh Labanam or Ein Labanam, but now the Gemara has another tarots. And the answer is, is that, that those brysas are going like Rebbe. That Rebbe holds, you don't need Adam, and you can be mighty with a coil alone. So if a person comes home and he sees a Reuchel, so the Reuchel was a merchant that went around from door to door to sell his wares, a salesman, the classic uh, insurance salesman of that day. Uh, he would actually sell Basamim, so he dealt with women a lot. He, would, he sold uh, perfume, and he was the classic... Um, the, 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 the quintessential Mazana, the person who would you know, see a lot of women and see them when their husbands weren't around. So he was always used as an example of that. So Reichel, you'd say the Reichel's leaving the house, Isha Chagaris was seen her, and the Isha's putting her clothing back on, so that doesn't look very good, it's very suspicious. So Amr Rebbe Hayal, Mechur Adavar, being that it's such a disgusting scene, Tetze, you should, you need to be divorced her. Reichel, Mailam, and Hakila, if you come home and you check the bed and you see that there's some spit on the top of the poster bed, so clearly something went on when you weren't there, being that it's disgusting, you have to, uh, it's 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 uh, suspicious, you have to divorce her, and another case is, you see overturned shoes under the bed, again, this indicates that someone else was there, if there's shoes there, so see whose shoes they are, clearly if it's someone else's shoes, that's bad, so it just means that you can tell that there were other Shoes there because they disturbed the dust under the bed. Again, So that this that's pshat. It's Machlekes Rebbe and Rab. Rab holds only with Adam. That's when you force a high saw. But Rebbe holds a coil is enough. And now the Gemara says Rebbe. The like both. So that's a contradiction. Rab holds you need Adam, and Rebbe holds you don't. So the Gemara answer is not like Kasha. Hog be called the pasik, hog be called the pasik. It depends on what kind of coil is going on over here. So a coil of the pasik means, according to Rashi, a coil that started out one way. It was, uh, you know, saying that this person was mizana, but then it stopped because there was a counter coil, which means that another, another, there is another uh, uh, Twitter account or Facebook going and saying that oh, it's all a lie, it's fake news. And Habba called Leipasik means that the original coil, which was accusing this person of Znos, just was not interrupted. So called Leipasik, if it's a called Leipasik, the coil has been unchallenged. And Beleka Adam, even though there's no Adam Karebi, then we pass like Rebbe, you have to be mighty. Call the Pasik, but if the coil was interrupted, so it's not a very strong coil, so then Ike Adam, if there's Adam, then you're mighty, that you're forced uh, to be mighty like Rav, but otherwise not. So Frank Demar, but called Le Pasigat Kama. So how long does the call have to go on to be considered unchallenged? Amar Abai, I'm really aim. My mother told me, do me demasa. Yeah, no, actually, actually, wasn't Abai's mother because Abai was uh, an orphan. It was the person who 
who raised him, her, who raised him. He uh, quotes her often. So I'm really my mother told me, do me the masa, the it's the the people, the gossipers of the city. The do me are these uh, the people who they, that's their that's their job. They spread the gossip. So if the the gossipers are talking about it for yomo palga for a day and a half, and no one has challenged them, that's already too long, and that's already indicative that this is a real thing. But that's only if it's, it was uninterrupted for a full day and a half. But but if there was a little interruption where there was another coil that was challenging it, and then this went, this this had this coil went overrode it, but still it wasn't a unchallenged for a day and a half. So it didn't didn't go it didn't manage that. So it doesn't count. It's a call to pasik. And also it doesn't. It's not called Pasak if the reason why they stopped talking about it is because they were threatened. Pachas, Pasak, Machaziri, Machaziri, who that's just because of Yira, and it's not because there was an opposing call, and we can't count that, and therefore that would be considered, again, a call to the Pasak. that there's no enemies who are creating this fake news. But if once there's enemies, then enemies are the ones that created the call, and that wouldn't be enough to force someone to divorce. Mishnah says that if someone divorces his wife because she got a bad name, and that's why he divorced her, she's people were saying that she was mizana, and lo yachzid aloche is and you can't take her back. Chazal don't allow you to take her back because it's it makes a potential for mamzer. Why? Because you'll divorce her because she got a bad name, and then she gets married and gets kids, has kids, and then you say, oh, I found out that it was all a lie, and I love you, and the whole get is 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 batel and. Uh, then the children she'll have from the second husband would be Mamzerim. So Chazal said, you know what? If you are divorcing her because of this reason, you should realize it's final. We're not going to allow you to, to uh, take her back. The Mishum Nedeliyasa, likewise, if he divorces her because she's making an, she made a neder, again, the same thing might happen. She might, he might find out that there's a way for her to undo the neder, to be matter the neder. So we tell him, listen, if this is why you're divorcing her, understand that we're not going to allow you to marry back, to, to remarry her. So what happens if he divorced her for this reason and he deliberately was over and remarried her against Chazal's Isser? So what's the story? Do we force him to divorce her? We have a Mishnah. So let's have a similar kind of where someone was accused of being Mazana with an and she got divorced. We tell him that even though you married her, uh, we're going to still force you to divorce her. So likewise here, being the Chazal said you ha- you can't marry her, even though you married her, we'll force you to divorce her. Amalei um, said, no, our Mishnah is different. Our Mishnah, you got divorced, it's a derisive problem. Bezdin forced the lady to get divorced from her husband because of this nus that you committed with her. So that's why it's a very serious business and we're not going to allow you to marry her or stay married to her. But over here, you divorced her on your own accord, so maybe that's not a sufficient enough issue that although we don't allow you to remarry her but if you did it it's done he, he was gorgeous in the Mishnah Itzia, so he learned our Mishnah itself was not talking about that Adam forced her to get divorced. It was not, there were no Adam, there were no the testimony that she had been Mazana for sure. It was just the husband divorced her for this Shemra. So if so, it's a, pretty much exactly the same case. The husband had divorced her for this Shemra. Uh, I mean, it's not talking about the husband, it's talking about the baal, the boil, and we don't allow the boil to stay married to her. So the Mar says, well, second, it's still not a, a good comparison. Here we're talking about that the husband divorced her, and we want to know if the husband remarries her, can he stay married? But in the Mishnah is the boil that caused her to get divorced, and that's when we say, well, if you marry her, we're going to make you divorce her. 
So Amalei, he said, okay, big deal, once the Baal with the Baal, but ultimately they're both a Drabanan problem. So Shabbat Ameh Dadi, they're both, they're still a good comparison. Hach Amr Rabbanam Le'ichnais, it's just a Drabanan that you can't marry her, Vim Kanas Yaitzi, and in the Mishnah where it's a Drabanan that the Baal can't marry her because it's not, there's no proof. So still, even though it's Drabanan, if he did marry her, we force him to divorce. The Chazal said you can't take her back because you might see her because of an Eder. But if you uh, were, Machneser will say it's the same like our mission, and you force him, the husband, to divorce her. The Mars is like, no, it's, it, it's really different because Hasam Alumi Almelakala. In our Mishnah, what's the reason why we we uh, don't allow him to marry her because he's the reason why she got divorced in the first place because there was there was gossip going around that he was Mizana with her and therefore the husband divorced her and if he goes and, and actually marries her he's just going to make the gossip worse and he's going to make the Shemra even worse so we can't allow that to happen so that's why the marriage is, is going even further against Chazal it's, it's, it's exacerbating the problem whereas Hacha by the Shemra or the, the husband is remarrying his wife after the fact that she got a bad name it doesn't exacerbate the problem. On the contrary, it diminishes the problem because we say, why would he remarry her if he divorced her because of her bad name? Must be come live a call of He must have done research and investigated and saw that it truly was a mistake. So therefore, the remarriage here, although Chazal don't allow it in order to protect from future problems, but at least it doesn't make the problem worse. So if he does and that, uh, eventually marry her, we won't force him to divorce. So it's not a proof from our Mishnah. Zokt their Mishnah, maybe get from Dinas Yam. If someone brings a get from Dinas Yam, the Amar before Nachta, before Nachta, and he says, as is the halacha, he's required to testify that this get, the Shliach has to testify that this get was written and signed in front of me in order that he should be able to give the get. So, being that we're relying on his testimony to divorce this lady, La Yusa he cannot marry the the Ishtai of the person that that uh, divorced her. He can't marry this woman, uh, being that he is a Shliach. Uh, if the person comes and testifies that someone's husband died, I killed him, uh, me and a group of people killed him, being that we're letting her get married with his testimony, you cannot marry her. It's, again, the same problem, it looks bad. And we're worried that he might be just doing it in order to marry her. So if you say, I killed her, then she can't get married because we're not going to accept testimony if you are testifying that you killed her, that basically you're saying, killed him, I'm sorry, the husband, basically you're saying you're a Russia. So we're not going to accept your testimony. But Hiragnuhu, we killed him, Tinasa Ishte, which Sigmar is going to explain that when you say Hiragnuhu, you don't mean that you yourself participated in the killing. It means you were just a witness to the killing. You were part of a group that some of them killed this guy. Uh, so then we could let her, you could get married to her. Um, Zokt, I'm sorry, you could get married to her. She could get married. Otherwise, she simply can't get married at all. Not to you, not to anybody. Whereas the Tanakhama holds that even if you testify you were the one who killed her, you could, uh, not you can't marry her, but at least someone else can marry her. It's a good testimony. So we'll see in the Gemara, the Gemara will give two um, approaches what they're arguing about, why we would accept testimony of someone who says that he himself was the murderer of the person uh, who he's testifying about. So, first we go back to the first part of the Mishnah. Time of Medina Sayyam, the reason why we don't allow this guy who brought the get um, to marry the woman that he's divorcing on behalf of someone else is because the we need your testimony. You have to testify. And therefore, it doesn't. Uh, it's not going to look good if you marry her. But in Eretz Yisrael, when you 
give a get as a shliach. We don't need your testimony. You don't have to say b'fan anachta, b'fan anachta. It's only chutzlaras that it's required. So the lavalei sam kasemchina. We're not relying on you. You say then even though you're the shliach, you can marry her. Vahamais. In the next case of the mishnah, when you testify that the husband died, we're not really uh, relying on your testimony because you're an aid echad and a, a single aid really doesn't qualify as an aid when it comes to davar shabaraba. Anything that is re- regarding a woman's marriage. You can't. You need two aidim. So why is it that a single testimony that the husband died should even work? The answer is the lava like Kasimchina. We're not really relying on the aid. What are we relying on? Chazal say Damar We're we have a chazaka that if the woman, if we allow the woman to get married, she's still not going to just go ahead and get married. She's going to do her own research before she's comfortable marrying someone else. She's not going to take the risk of her husband might be alive and then get married. Uh, and turn out that her husband is alive, and and then not not only can she she can't live with either her husband or the new husband, so that would be a catastrophe, a tragedy. So she does her own research, and once she's sufficiently sufficiently convinced he's dead, Chazal were willing to rely on that. So an eid echad is just a kind of a vehicle to put this in motion that the woman should do her research and her homework. So if you're not essentially relying on the eid echad, why would we not? Let him marry her. So why do we say he can't marry? Why is it different than bringing a get married to Israel, where essentially the shliach is not testifying, and we do allow him to get married? What's the difference? So the my answer is no. Hasam leka kiswa. Over there, it's true that the woman is doing the ultimate research. That is what is matirit. That's the the siba behind the the hatter. But its bottom line is is that you do need his testimony. And there's nothing else proving it, but hacha ikakisva. But over here, there's the get is the essentially was doing the the garrison by uh, a shliach in Eretz Yisrael. He's bringing a get. He's not really doing anything. He's just delivering the get, and the get is taking care of all the rest. It does the testimony. It, it testifies on its own veracity, and it uh, creates the garrison. The time ma get lemisa shaksav mechiach. Uh, this is a different mission. The mission is talking about whether you can have a woman who typically would not be trusted to testify that a husband died. Which kind of woman can testify that someone else's husband died? A woman who hates that, the the lady she's testifying about. So there are a mother-in-law, someone who hates her sister-in-law. Gemara, there's five different uh, cases of five different women that are registered sinim. They hate uh, each other, and they can't testify about each other's husbands that they died because we say, ah, they're just trying to mess each other up. But they are allowed to bring a get and even say Why? What's the difference between a get and misa? Because you have the get here that's testifying, and the get itself is such a powerful testimony that therefore we look at the. The the test of the fact that the woman is bringing it is kind of ancillary, and we allow her to even testify So therefore, that's why, in our, as far as when we're trying to differentiate between Eretz Yisrael and Misa, even though Misa does essentially rely on the woman's research, but bottom line is you do need your testimony, and therefore we can't allow you to marry her. Whereas by a get in Eretz Yisrael, it's simply delivering the get, and the get is taking care of everything. So that's why you can marry her. So the, the Tanakhama says, if you testify um, that that uh, the husband died or you killed him, so you can't marry the woman, but other people could. It's a good testimony. So he knew the 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 the, te- the aid can't marry the woman, but but it is a good testimony, and she can marry someone else. Muhammad Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, if you te- come to Bezdin and you testify that this guy, your man, and that other man came and was 
raped him, forced him to be mezano with another man, and it was an Inus, so you are testifying about an, an event where you were faultless, so you didn't do an Avera, but the other guy did something which is Chayev Misa for. And you are there to testify this, and there's another aid, another witness, you need two witnesses obviously, they can be Mestarif, and they can be a good testimony to kill this guy. So even though you're testifying about an Avera essentially that you did, but being that you're an Inus, so you don't disqualify yourself with your own Adis, and the testimony is accepted. Now, there's an inherent problem here that you can't really testify about something that happened to yourself. You're, you're called a baldover when you talk about yourself. That's a even a worse psal than Russia. That's like basically you're not even you're totally not able to testify. So that's an issue, and that's a, a complicated discussion of Palgini de Buru when you do say it, when you don't say it. But bottom line is, for some reason, that doesn't seem to be an issue. So you you can testify as long as you don't make yourself a Russia. As long as your testify testimony doesn't point to you as a Russia, you can testify and you can even cause someone to get the death penalty. But if you say, Luritzaimi, if you come and testify that that guy was Mizana with me and I was a willing participant, so then you have just testified about yourself that you're a Russia. So Russia who? You're a Russia, and according to your testimony, you're not Ro'ilaidus, right? You're not, you can't possibly testify. Russia can't be an Eid. You, uh, you can't accept the testimony of a Russia. So... The, the, essentially, what Rav Yosef is saying is the Lepalgina de Bura. There is a concept which we're going to see the other Mandamar soon is going to hold that we can divide up your testimony and we can discard the testimony that you say that you're a Russia because you anyway can't talk about yourself. Uh, a person's not able to testify about himself and cast any cause any judgment to be cast about yourself. So we're not going to we're not going to classify you as a Russia with your testimony anyway. So we can basically toss out that part of your testimony and yet at the same time preserve the other part of your testimony, which is about the other guy, that he was Mizana, and he was Mizana willingly. And basically we say, well, as far as you're concerned, we don't believe you about yourself. So as far as we're concerned, you did it non-willingly. But we will accept your testimony about that guy, that he did it willingly, and therefore we can give him Misa. That's called Palgina de Bura. Rav says, you aren't Palgina de Bura. So if so, in our Mishnah, this guy says, I killed your husband, so if we're not Palgina de Bura, you've just basically rendered yourself a Russia. So if you rendered yourself a Russia, why would we accept your Eidus? And the Tanakhama clearly says you accept the Eidus. You can't marry her because, you know, that you, you, you're the one who are being Mati here. But other people can marry her. We do accept your Eidus. So maybe, the Gemara says, you know why? It works because uh, it's true you're a Russia. But Russians are okay. It says Edis Isha. It's very, very cool to get kind of Edis and Edel Chavaz And really, like we said before, they're really relying on the woman doing her own research anyway. So they kind of allowed even other things which are normally totally not allowed for testimony. Here they did. And this is another example of it. They allowed this guy, even though he's a Russia. Taki is a Russia. But we accept his testimony nonetheless. But I'm Rabbi Nasha. That's not true. Menashe says that Gazlin de Devreim If you're only a Gazlin because of a Drabonadiga problem, so then you're a Kasher Edisisha. What's a case of Gazlin de Devreim? Those are people that gamble uh, and, and do different kind of betting, which Chazal determined to be Gzela. So that's a Drabonadiga kind of Gzela. It's not a Derais Gzela. You didn't actually grab, grab something out of someone's hand. You just made a deal. That's not Chazal don't allow you to do. So that's only Drabana de Gipsul, that's Kashavisha, but Gazan did every Tyra, but if you stole Mana Tyra, you did a real gazela, you burglarized someone's house, uh, you held him up, then Pasla then you are Pasla, even for Adesisha. Adesisha doesn't accept Roshayim. So here, if you're Mazana, you're most certainly a Russia Minatira, we shouldn't accept your testimony. So you can't have both of these things be true, which means you can have 
the Mishnah, the Tanakam and the Mishnah that says that a guy could say, I was killed a guy and be ma- and you'll be matter his wife, that can only work if one of two things is true. Either you say Palgina Debura and we disregard the fact that you're creating, you're making yourself into a Russia, or we accept Rishayim for Edesisha, but they can't both be true. You can't hold Loi Palgina Debura that no, we consider you a Russia, and you can't at the same time hold that a Russia is not acceptable for Edesisha. They can't both be true. So, the the fact is though that we have another Mandarma in our Mishnah, Rabbi Huda, who's the second Mandarma in our Mishnah, he actually says, you, You're right, we do discard his testimony. He doesn't say why we discard his testimony, but he actually does hold that if you say, I killed him, we can't accept your testimony. So they're arguing about something. So the Gemara says, You know what? Maybe this is what they're arguing about. Name of Rabbi Menasha, the Amuk Rabbi Huda. Maybe they're arguing about Rabbi Menasha. Everybody agrees to Rabbi Yosef. You can't split the testimony. And this guy has just made himself into a Russia. And being that he's made himself into a Russia, so he's a Russia. So why is it Tanakhama says, No, Roshayim are good, we can accept the testimony of a Russia. And Rabbi Huda holds like Rabbi Nasha that no, you can't accept testimony of a Russia. Now the problem is Rabbi Nasha then is being relegated to the Das Yachid, which he doesn't like. So Amr Rabbi Nasha, Rabbi Nasha says, That's not what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that everybody holds like me. I know that I'm Rifilarban, everybody holds that a Russia is not acceptable for testimony. So that's why Rabbi Huda holds it doesn't work. But wait, then why does the Kanakama hold it does work? Well, the answer is I disagree with Rabbi Time A person is related to himself. A person therefore cannot make himself into a Russia. So we disregard that part of his testimony and Pagina Dabura. So, like I said, one of these two things can't that has to be not true in the Rabbanan, and each man the is gonna basically say that I am the Rabbanan and Rabbi Huda is the one who holds the other thing. So Ravinash is going to say that everybody holds a Russia doesn't work, and the Rabbanan hold Pagina de Bura, and the Rabbi Huda holds Leib Pagina de Bura, so Rav Yosef is like Rabbi Huda, Leim Rav Yosef, Damak Rav Yosef, so if so, Rav Yosef just gets stuck into Rav Huda, and Rav Yosef will turn around and say just the opposite. Amul Rav Yosef, no, I know that I'm Rav Yosef, no, you have it all wrong. Everybody holds Leib Pagina de Bura, everybody holds, if you make yourself in a Russia, then you're a Russia, and we essentially can't accept your Edus, Vishani Edus, Yishida Kilobar Rabbanan, but the reason why the Chacham and Tanakam accepts it is because they hold not like Menasha, they hold that you could accept the Aedis of Rasha, even Menatira, and Menasha Damakrabuda, and Menasha is the one who is going according to the Das Yachid Rabbi So there's two possible Pshatim in this Machlekes, Rabbanan, and Tanakama, and, uh, and Rabbi Huda. It can either be that everybody agrees, Loi Palgin and Dubura, and the Machlekes says, Can you accept the Rasha as Aedis, a murderer as Aedis, or everybody holds you can most certainly not accept a murderer as Aedis, but the Machlekes says, Palgin and Dubura or not, do you disregard that part of his testimony? The Chamal do you do, and Rabbi Huda you don't. That's to Mahalchan and the Mahoikis, depending if you hold like Rabbi Yosef or Rabbi Nasha or Rabbi. Zakti Gemara Vaiter, Haraktiv Haragnuhu Tinase. Maishna Haraktiv, Maishna Haragnu. What's the difference saying that I killed him, or what's the difference saying we killed him? Rabbi Yehuda shouldn't accept either. So I'm a Rabbi Yehuda, this is the Amoira Rabbi Yehuda. But I'm a Harav. I'm not saying I killed him, I'm saying I was just there with the killers. They told to Rebbe Yehuda, this is the Tana Rebbe Yehuda, there was a story with one uh, bandit, uh, who armed robber, who, who was caught, and he was being sentenced to death. The Megiza of Kapitkaya. And he testified as he was being carried out to the gallows, tell the wife of Shimon ben Kayin that Ani Haraktiv Balai killed her husband because when I entered Lud. And some others say when either I went into Lud or when he went into Lud. Well, either one. And they married off 
his wife on that testimony. So this was a kasha on Rabbi Yehuda who said that you, if you say, I'm the killer, we don't accept that testimony. And Armelahem, so Rabbi Yehuda, again, the Tana answered them that Misham you have the story wrong, it's not a good proof. He didn't say that I killed him, he just said I was there with the killers. So now we are now asking on Rab Yehuda that was trying to understand that Anihayisim Hargav to mean that, or okay, well, either we're just trying to understand the Bryce. So he, you see, he's right that Anihayisim Hargav is the difference, but the problem is the Bryce, it just sounds like he was the killer, right? So how could Rab Yehuda say that? So how listen, Katani, we said that he's a bandit. Apparently, he was a killer. So the answer is Shinitfas Listius. No, he was caught and he was put in prison and sentenced to death because of he was involved with burglars and, and murderers, but he himself was not the murderer. But he's, he got sentenced to death, so clearly we're talking about that he uh, murdered someone. So Mar says, no, he was caught by a non-Jewish court. They don't do enough research before they give the death sentence. And that's why he got the death uh, sentence. That's Pshat and Rabbi Huda. The difference is one guy is saying, I killed her. The other one is saying, I killed him, I'm sorry. And the other one is saying, I was together with the killers, but I actually did not participate in the killing. And that was actually what happened in this story of the Lustim who got death sentence uh, unjustly. But nevertheless, he testified to be mad to the wife of Shimon ben Kai. Zok der Mishnah. Chacham she'asar se'isha b'neder Chacham that prohibited a woman because of her neder to live with her husband, and therefore she got divorced, he can't go now and marry her, because that again looks very bad. But if she did miyun or she performed chalitza in front of him, then he could marry her. Why? Because he can't do that alone anyway. He requires another two people. So once he requires two other people, so the majority are, well, some, there's, you know, there's only one person who could marry her, so they can't all be um, they all can all be corrupt, so so therefore we'll assume it all it happened properly and justly, and therefore he can marry her. Um, so we're saying it's only because he asked her that he can't then marry her if she gets divorced. But if he was matir her, then he would be able to marry her. So what are we talking about? If he's able to be matir neder, how, how can he be matir neder? If we're talking about a single chacham who is matir her, who has the ability to be matir neder, chad mimati matir, can one single person be matir? Need three people to be matir neder. There must be these three people. So if so, why in the, the converse case when they say, "I'm sorry, we can't be matir neder." Can't, can't, why can't they get married? Once the three people, we're not chayshed them anymore. Once the three people involved, like by me and Chalitza, we do allow her to get married to one of them. So the one says, No, we are talking about one person who has both the ability to be matter and to ask her. And what kind of person is that? One Yachid who's an expert in Chalitza, he could be matter alone. That's what we're talking about, Yachid Mumcha. The reason is because it's a Beizin. So it sounds like you need three people in order to be, get clear of this chashad and be able to marry her. But if it would only be two, that wouldn't be enough. Why? If you have two Edim who are testifying, they signed on a, a contract of a sale of a, of a field, or they're signed on a woman's divorce, they're not worried about that maybe they're lying, uh, and they falsify the signatures just to be able to marry her. Two people, one we are, but not two. So you see, so two people is enough, really, and that's what we're really telling you. Because we're just trying, but 
the Mia needs three, not because you need three for this issue, not because of the Chashad issue is what you need three. It's for a different reason. Kamash Malan, the Mia, and Megillah, you need three people for Mia. It's just that we're telling you a halacha and halacha and it requires three people. But for the Chashad, two would really be enough. So in our Mishnah, if you were kindness, the Chazal told you you're not allowed to, but if you did it anyway, do we force you to get divorced? You do have to divorce her. Ravashi says if you married her, you don't have to divorce her. Ravzuti said, like the man number, you are, don't force to divorce. Do you say this because you were taught that, or do you hold that it's, you have a proof? A svar? Someone who was accused of living with a shivcha and then she got freed, or, or living with a gaita and then she was in you shouldn't marry her. But if you do marry her, we don't force you to get divorced. Alma, you see that just because of the fact that there is some chashad people are talking about you. We don't allow you to get married, but if you did, we don't force you to divorce her. Hachanami, Bernana, it's just Bernana people will say, hey, you know, you caused her to get divorced, now you're marrying her. And if you do get married to her, we won't force you to divorce. And it's different than the bile, where once a bile is, is uh, he caused a woman to get divorced because uh, he was fooling around with her. We don't let him to get, we don't let him get married. That's because, as we said before, that kind of makes the situation even worse. If you get married, you forced her to get, you caused her to actually get divorced directly, uh, because of laws, because of znus, and we'll let you get married to her, that would be real mechorah, that would, that would be really disgusting, Rashi says, but these cases are just Renan, it's just uh, people will be chayshid, there's no real reason for them to be chayshid, uh, and therefore if you get married, we don't force you to divorce. Have a good night.